0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 03 by Burnt Redstone Chapter 3 Lucy sat in a salon chair facing a mirror in a spa on the main floor of the hotel surrounded by beautiful blondes. Megan was in the chair to her left having her hair shampooed while getting her nails done. To her right Megan's mother Catherine was having the same treatment. Both were facing away from the mirrors but they could see her face. Lucy could see Megan's sister Sophia and Rachel in her mirror getting the same red polish applied to their nails while their hair was being dried. She knew in a back room Gabriella and Miriam were having a massage. They would be coming out for their hair and nails once that was done. Daniel was enjoying his room and its internet access. Ben was taking a nap and Tina. She wasn't sure where she was. She was feeling a little overwhelmed by the generosity they were showing her, a complete stranger. Catherine had seen her stunned expression up on their floor when they announced they were going to the spa and she was to join them. She'd explained that Ben had insisted to the group that during their visit in Paris they were not to stress about the cost. At the hotel everything would be charged to the rooms. Ben was covering their expenses on the trip. That was final. She looked at herself in the mirror as the stylist examined her hair. She hadn't had it cut in years, saving her limited money, and it was extremely long. Too long. That said, she didn't want it all cut off. It was a beautiful chestnut color, slightly wavy, soft, and she preferred it long. The stylist had suggested a short bob but she asked for it to reach her mid-back. Catherine had backed her up and the stylist finally agreed. She was beginning to work on it and Lucy was comforted to see the limited amount she was removing. Where is Tina? Lucy asked Megan. Spending some quality time with Ben, Megan said, wiggling her eyebrows suggestively. Lucy looked over at Catherine who had a serene look on her face as the woman washing her hair gave her a scalp massage. She looked back at Megan. I thought you said Ben was your mother's boyfriend, she said directing her voice towards Megan in an attempt to be discreet. He is. He's also Tina's and Gabriella's. Megan nodded watching the woman paint her nails. Wow. I didn't get that impression from Ben at all, Lucy said with surprise in her tone. What impression would that be? Catherine asked curiously. Uh, that Ben was a player, she said timidly. Catherine snorted then blushed at the rude noise. Ben is a lot of things but a player he is not, she replied firmly. But he has three girlfriends, Lucy pressed. How does that work? Quite well from what I've seen. Megan responded and her mother smiled at her. Lucy gave her a frustrated look. It's quite simple really. We love Ben, heart and soul. He loves us the same way. We can't all be with him at the same time but we have full lives with our families and careers so we share his time between us. Tina lives with him but she's a special case. She's completely selfless in her love for Ben and he's really good for her. Her husband, who's no longer alive, was a special kind of bastard to her taking her submissiveness as permission to abuse her mentally and physically. Catherine growled. Mom! Her daughters chastised her in unison for disclosing too much about Tina. Oh. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have overshared about Tina. Catherine said contritely. Ben's a dom? Lucy said quietly in shock, trembling slightly. Catherine's face showed her discomfort at blabbing and her daughter's scowls didn't make her feel any better. He is for her. She's so much happier these days. But I've said too much on that. Lucy tucked that information away for a later time. She needed to speak with Tina. Isn't there jealousy with Ben being with three women? Lucy asked Catherine. Four, Sophia said with a smile. Five, Rachel corrected her sister with a grin. Lucy's eyes were threatening to leave their sockets as she stared at Megan's sisters. Her jaw dropped but nothing came out. Megan caught on to Lucy's misinterpretation first. They wish. She laughed and her sisters caught on and laughed as well though the two looked pensive. They meant Trish and Michelle. Megan answered. they are also neighbors and good friends of Ben who have been in his bed. Ben has only expressed his love to four of us, and Trish is only just coming around to admitting she feels the same way about him. Catherine had an impish look on her face as she looked at her daughters. The actual count of women Ben has shared his bed with is nine. Nine! Her daughters and Lucy all yelped at once. Oh! Ten if you count his wife who walked out on him years ago, Catherine said after thinking about it. Sophia leaned forward eagerly. Mom! You've been keeping secrets from us. Dish! Who else has been with Ben? We only know about you three, Trish and Michelle. You're giving Lucy the wrong impression of Ben. She chastised her eldest then she turned to Lucy who was wide-eyed. Ben is a physically affectionate man. It's completely unconscious with him. He's also a deeply compassionate man. When our neighbor Beth Wilson was going through severe depression, he spent an evening with her, making her feel loved and beautiful. He and Hannah have group therapy sessions with her, and you know how good Ben's hugs feel. Beth's depression turned around, and she's doing really well these days. She's back at work and back to her usual bubbly happy self. Ben played a large role in her recovery. Rochelle was lonely, and Ben spent an evening with her. She's smiling more these days, too, though she isn't sure if she can shake her issues with jealousy to be with Ben on a more regular basis. Ben cares for her. He was also with Trisha's cousin Shelley, but I understand that was Tina's doing. Catherine suddenly frowned and bit her lip. Maybe I should stop there, she said looking uneasy. What? You can't stop there. There are two more. Who are they? Rachel gasped. Catherine looked at her daughters and saw identical looks of frustration and anticipation. She sighed. The other two are special cases again. He only took them to bed to discipline them. Oh, that came out wrong. She winced. Lucy licked her lips unconsciously. Discipline? They were exhibiting some very bad behavior jeopardizing their mother's livelihood and their future so Gabriella suggested he used their desire for him as a reward for changing their ways. He had to discipline the young ladies and from what I hear it worked very well. They are both on their best behavior and are hoping for another session of rewards when Ben gets back. Oh my god! You're talking about the twins. Lisa and Lori McKellen. Megan shrieked. Sophia and Rachel erupted in cries of surprise as their mother's expression gave her away. Twins? How old are they? Lucy squeaked. Catherine looked at her. How old are you? 23. Your age then. Ben has trouble with being so much older than some of the people who want to share his life and his bed. Tina is a special case as I've said but even for her she had to promise Ben to keep her heart open for the possibility of finding someone to love who is closer in age. Ben is paying for her to go to university this fall and she may meet someone there. That's the idea at least. She looked at her daughters who were still processing the idea of Ben having sex with the twins. They were only two years older than Sophia who had a little smile creeping across her lips as did Rachel. Megan just looked incredulous. Don't get any ideas in your heads. Ben watched you all grow up and he had a really hard time disassociating those memories with the twins. He doesn't need any more mental anguish. Catherine growled at her two oldest daughters. They frowned with the unfairness of that. Ben watched the McKellen sisters grow up too. How did they get him past that? Rachel insisted. That would be Trisha's secret. Gabriella said as she and Miriam joined the others. Catherine smiled at Gabriella, who absolutely glowed with relaxation. Miriam was looking a little disappointed that she'd missed out on some juicy gossip. Gabriella looked at Lucy's new hair length with a big smile. Oh, your hair is lovely! Lucy smiled at the woman, and a tear came to her eye. I don't know how to thank you all for taking me in. While how we met may not have been in the most pleasant circumstances we're glad you're with us now. Gabriela smiled. I believe you and Megan are going to be going next door when you are done here to look for a dress for tonight. She looked at Megan. Something pretty for underneath as well and don't forget to get shoes too. We want to go too. Sophia said and Rachel nodded. We're not stopping you. Catherine smiled. They were all looking forward to the evening. The group was to meet up in the hotel lobby 30 minutes before their dinner reservation. The plan was to walk to and from the restaurant as it was a beautiful night, and the scenery made for an enjoyable walk. Ben and Tina were first to arrive and Tina immediately found a seat to wait in. Even the nap they'd shared hadn't been enough to recharge her after the intensity of their activities. She was wearing her beautiful black cocktail dress and it was all Ben could do to resist sweeping her up in his arms and taking her back up to his room. Tina made it clear though that she needed a day at least to recover from their fun in the bathroom. She smiled in contentment at his steamy gaze. He was wearing his classic black suit with a crisp white dress shirt and a grey tie. Tina told him he looked very handsome and that was good enough for him. He thought he looked a bit too severe and with his new facial adornment he was worried the combination might be a little too intimidating. When his back was turned Tina tingled with delight at his new look. Gabriella arrived with Miriam and Daniel next. The woman looked stunning in a green silk dress which did wonderful things with her lush curves. She'd had her nails done as well in a shade of green so dark it almost looked black. Miriam was wearing a cream and tan cocktail dress and looked very lovely and mature for a 16-year-old. Ben mouthed a wow at her and grinned. She returned Ben's smile with a shy smile of her own. Daniel looked very handsome and at ease in his dark gray suit, and Ben gave him a serious nod which he returned with a smile. Catherine stepped off the elevator with her two eldest daughters and heads turned. Each was wearing sleek and short red dresses of different designs, and the color popped against their fair skin and white blonde hair. Their legs also looked amazing. Seconds later, Megan stepped off another elevator, also in a crimson dress, showing off her own lovely legs. The McGovern jeans were very strong. Ben was all smiles as he took in the lovely women. They were enjoying his appreciative looks. Another woman stepped from the elevator behind Megan, and Ben did a double take when he suddenly recognized the ravishing brunette, Lucy. He said in shock. Gone was the barely-there halter and voluminous peasant skirt. In its place was a tight-fitting pink cocktail dress which clung to her slim body like a second skin. The dress was off her shoulders, exposed her arms, and was low in the back so it showed off her tattoos and the color matched the cherry blossom petals. It also showed off a considerable amount of cleavage which Ben struggled to look away from much to her secret delight. Her auburn hair gleamed in an elegant swept-up arrangement on her head. Her feet were in sparkling silver pumps. Ben smiled. You look lovely. You all do. He turned to Daniel. We're going to have our job cut out for us tonight protecting these lovely ladies. He grinned. Daniel rolled his eyes and the ladies chuckled. They exited the hotel and made their way at a casual stroll to the restaurant. They drew quite a bit of attention on their way. One of those watchers kept them in sight the entire way. The restaurant wasn't too far of a walk and Gabriella had a large section of the rooftop patio reserved. The view was beautiful but Ben found his eyes returning to take in the beauty of the women seated around the table much to their delight. Daniel had brought along his camera and took pictures of the group. Everyone posed for him and each of the ladies took a turn getting their picture with Ben. Megan was first and boldly sat on Ben's lap when she looked at Daniel. The boy grinned at Ben's sudden uncomfortable look but waited for him to smile before he took the picture. From that point on all of the ladies wanted the same pose. Tina wiggled a little too much and Ben started to grow quickly. She grinned at him as she slipped off his lap. Sophia was the next in line and her eyes widened when she felt the ridge on his lap across her thighs. She smiled a little too broadly for the picture and Rachel got the next feel. Her grin in the picture was for Megan who missed out this one time. Gabriella and Catherine did their own wiggling as they enjoyed the heat coming from his lap. Then it was Lucy's turn. She hung back but the other ladies cheered to encourage her to take a turn. She walked up to Ben and looked at him timidly. He gave her a gentle smile. And she slid onto his lap and froze. Her face registered her surprise, and she leaned back, slightly bracing herself against his shoulder. This put the pressure of his erection directly under her own delicate parts. She turned her face towards Daniel and smiled as a flush crept up onto her cheeks. Just as he took the picture, she felt Ben throb and move under her. She bit her lip and her eyes closed slightly. Daniel laughed at the funny face she'd made, but Megan made him keep the shot when he went to delete it. He took another one which he thought was better but her face was still rather pink. Lucy slipped from his lap and demurely smiled at Ben. She made her way over to the chair next to Tina and the two began a quiet conversation. Wine arrived but Ben abstained. Tina decided to pass as her stomach was a little unsettled. After a moment's consideration Gabriella allowed her kids to taste the wine. Daniel turned his nose up but Miriam was so thrilled to be included she hid her distaste. Gabriella smiled and let her have a glass of her own but only one glass. Miriam was so happy she glowed. The waiters were especially attentive to their table, and they soon had their meals which were delicious. Gabriella had Ben try a little of each of the different dishes they had ordered. She explained the origin of the dish, and word got back to the kitchen. The chef came up to speak with her. They spoke for a while entirely in French, as he spoke no English at all. He was delighted with Gabriella and told her he would send her up a very fine bottle of wine, his favorite, free of charge. With a double-cheek kiss he went back to the kitchen. Sure enough, within ten minutes a new, large bottle of wine appeared at the table and everyone who was drinking wine got a chance to try some of the new bottle, including Miriam. She found this one to be much more to her taste. Dinner winded down, and Ben paid the bill. On their way out they thanked the chef for the amazing meal, and the man was very pleased. Ben was surprised by his double-cheek kiss, and the ladies all had a giggle at his expense. The night air was perfect for walking and they sauntered their way back to the hotel taking in the city lights at night and the Parisian ambience. Miriam was floating back to the hotel on a wave of wine-induced euphoria. Her mother had a gentle grip on her hands so she kept her tethered to the ground. Catherine's daughters were charged up thinking of the night ahead. They planned to go clubbing but Catherine was tired from too much food and wine and beg off. Megan turned to Ben. Ben, will you come to a dance club with us? Please, she begged. Sophia took up the chant and Rachel joined in. Ben looked at Tina who had her arm through his. I'm going back to my room to sleep off this food. You go have fun! Take Lucy! She insisted, and something passed between the two women as Lucy dipped her head to Tina. He looked at Lucy, and she smiled shyly. He nodded. He turned back to Megan and her sisters who were looking at him beseechingly. Sure, why not? They cheered. Ben looked at Catherine. I'll feel better knowing you are with them, she said to him with a smile. He returned it. Once they got to the hotel, Tina took Ben's suit, jacket, and tie as he wouldn't need them at the club, and it was a warm night. She opened a few buttons on his shirt as well. Ben started to blush as she undressed him and stopped her hands at the fourth button. She gave him an impish smile. The ladies who were not going clubbing but instead were going to bed took turns getting kisses from Ben. Miriam got a chaste kiss on the lips though he'd been aiming for her cheek. She giggled and rushed over to the elevators. He smiled and shook his head at her mother who returned the smile and rolled her eyes at her daughter's behavior. The concierge suggested a dance club and hailed them a cab. The McGovern sisters pushed Ben in the back seat first, then Sophia and Rachel followed. Megan got in the front passenger seat and Rachel pulled Lucy in to sit across their laps. She ended up leaning back against Ben. With Sophia pressed tight against his right side and Lucy on his legs and chest his body began to respond. Lucy noticed and smiled up at him as she bit her lip. The taxi took them through the Paris streets to travel along the Seine to a large building. Ben paid the fare then he exited the cab carrying Lucy in his arms. It was the easiest way to get out with a woman on his lap. He set her back on her feet, and she adjusted her dress which had shifted during the drive. This did interesting things to her cleavage and Ben had trouble looking elsewhere. Rachel was enjoying the effect this had on Ben. The women looped arms with Ben in the center, and the five walked side by side towards the club. They saw the line outside was rather long. A man with an earpiece and a tablet was walking down the line selecting people from it to enter the club. He glanced over at them then walked over to meet them. With a quick nervous look at Ben, he gestured for them to follow him to the doors. The large doorman sized up Ben and pulled the doors open for him. The sisters grinned at each other, and up at Ben then they walked into a wall of sound. Even in the entry hallway they could feel the driving beat of the music pulling at them. Megan dragged the group with her out into the main dance floor, and they immediately gave themselves over to the music. The floor was full so they had to stay close together. This naturally led to a fair amount of body contact. Ben was taller than most of the people around him so he had a good view of the crowd. For just a second he thought he recognized a tall woman with short black hair standing at the edge of the dance floor watching him, but when he looked back she wasn't there. He shrugged and let the beat move his body. Lucy was in heaven. She hadn't been to a club since the early days of her arrival in Amsterdam, back before she'd discovered how she was going to have to be so careful with her expenses. She swayed with the music and looked up at Ben's happy face. His eyes were closed as he moved to the beat, and she took the opportunity to study his features. She thought he was a truly handsome man, maybe to the point of being a little too conventionally attractive but his scar added so much character to his face. His attractiveness drew her eyes but the scar roughly captured and held her attention. It was a raw element of danger that gave her a little thrill to look at it. His eyes opened and they were looking directly into each other's eyes and she felt a shock run through her body. She gasped and looked away shyly. The sisters were loving the club and the music was so good. They stayed on the dance floor for song after song. They must have been dancing for over an hour when Sophia started to look around to find a table but the club was so full. Ben caught her look and leaned in. What's wrong? He yelled. I'm trying to find us a table. She yelled back. He nodded and began looking himself. He spotted a large booth near the edge of the dance floor that seemed to only have a few people in it. Maybe they wouldn't mind sharing. He held up his finger to Sophia to let her know he'd be back and made his way over to the booth. When he got there he saw there was a very striking brunette woman sitting in the middle of the far couch with four attractive young men sitting with her. One on each side of her on the couch, and one on each of the other two couches which were arranged around a central table. The men all had that uniform look of male models which was a little disconcerting. Ben gauged there would be enough room if at least one of either group was on the dance floor. The woman smiled at Ben and whispered something to the man on her left. He stood and the next man stood as well. They filed out of the booth as the woman indicated to Ben to have a seat next to her. Ben nodded to her then took the seat. Surprisingly the noise was dampened by the curtains over the booth so they didn't have to yell to be heard. Hello, my name is Ben Shepard. I sure hope you speak English because it's the only language I know, he said with a smile. She smiled back at him. You are in luck then for I am fluent in many languages, English being just one. My name is Margot de la Cruz. Her beautiful accent and her last name strengthened his impression of her Spanish origin. They shook hands and Ben noted the absence of wedding rings though she wore a few rings on her other fingers and thumbs. Now that he was beside her Ben could tell that she was probably close to his age. She dressed very well and her jewelry didn't appear to be costumed so she may have been well off. Aside from her gorgeous mahogany hair that fell in waves past her shoulders, she had intense dark brown eyes framed by long lashes, a slim nose sensual lips and unblemished caramel-colored skin. Skin she was displaying a lot of in her silver halter-style sheath dress. It clung to her curves and left little to the imagination. Ben just managed not to stare at her generous cleavage though she noted his interest with a slight upturn of the corners of her mouth. Are you visiting Paris? she asked. Yes, it's my first vacation, anywhere ever. So my friends invited me along, he said with a smile. Would it be all right for us to share this table with you and these men? "Certainly." She smiled at his awkwardness. Ben stood and caught the eye of Sophia and waved her and the others over. He sat back down. Sophia was the first one to step from the crowd and when she saw who Ben was sitting next to she hesitated for just a second. Then she made her way into the booth and sat nearest to Ben's left. Rachel followed and Megan squeezed onto the couch. Lucy perched herself on the arm of the couch until one of the young men received a look from Margot and gave up his seat for her. Carlos, get these ladies some drinks. Take Byron with you. Margot commanded. Carlos leapt to his feet and took their orders. Byron was the sullen one who gave up his seat for Lucy. His back was to them at the edge of the dance floor. When the men left, Ben noticed the satisfied smile on Margot's face. She definitely enjoyed having the young men under her control. Such lovely young women you are with! Margot smiled at Ben using a tone which implied much. He felt the need to clear up that misconception. This is Sophia, Rachel, and Megan. Daughters to Catherine one of the women I'm with. Ben said politely with a direct look. This is Lucy, a new friend we met just today. Margot gave Ben an appraising look. Ah, I see. Forgive my misunderstanding. It has been my experience that there are many men who surround themselves with beautiful young women. My ex-husband said it made him feel young. I decided to see for myself if it was true. There are certainly some benefits to it. Ben nodded and noted Sophia was listening carefully. Still, he felt compelled to answer. I have been with women who are much younger than me but instead of making me feel younger I've always found myself wondering why these beautiful young women are wasting their time with someone so much older. They can do so much better than me, he said honestly. This made Margot and Sophia sit back a little and look at Ben. They both thought he was handsome but now they saw his lack of ego. For Sophia just made her want him more. Margot wondered if Ben was making a dig at her. When she saw the young women with him she had assumed she'd met a kindred spirit. Someone enjoying what life had to offer with no strings attached. Now she wasn't sure where he stood. The young man sitting to Margot's right snorted at Ben's words as he agreed that the lovely ladies Ben arrived with deserved someone younger, like him. He immediately cursed at himself as he had to be careful not to show interest in any other women while he was with Margot. He wasn't very quick-witted however so he just tried to cover up his snort with a bad fake sneeze. Margot turned to look at him. Anthony, you should go freshen up. She said and he immediately took her hint to be elsewhere for a bit. He got up and slipped past the others until he entered the busy dance floor. She turned back to Ben curious that he'd said he was with more than one woman and implied they weren't young playthings like she kept. She didn't understand this. Maybe they stayed with him for his money? What do you do, Ben? She asked. I'm a semi-retired mechanical engineer. You? He returned the question. I'm a senior VP for an investment house here in Paris. I also spend time at our head office in Barcelona where I'm originally from. I keep an apartment in both cities and have offices in both as well, she said watching his face. I work out of an office in my basement, he said with a grin. Sofia heard this and smiled as well. She knew Ben did very well for working out of his house. Carlos returned with their drinks and Margot insisted on paying for them. Everyone sipped from their drinks and Sofia indicated that she'd like to dance again, her look hinting she'd like Ben to join her. I'd just like to speak with Ben for a short time longer. I'm sure these young men would love to join you on the dance floor, though. She looked at her men and they all stood up with smiles. Anthony returned and gestured for Lucy to join him. She cast a look back at Ben and he found himself nodding to her unspoken question. He caught himself as she left the booth. Why had he done that? You have excellent control over that one and you say you only met her today? Remarkable. Margot complimented him. I don't control her or any of them for that matter he said uncomfortably. I distinctly saw her look to you for permission and she only moved when you gave it to her, Margot explained. Ben scowled. His scars surfaced distinctly. That was unconscious on my part. So you've dealt with a submissive before? the woman asked. Ben's head whipped to look at her. Lucy's a submissive? Margot smiled in wonder. Marvelous! You aren't even aware of acting as her dom. Ben stood and looked out over the dance floor but he couldn't see his friends. He sat back down and looked at Margot's curious gaze. How did you recognize it? It's her body language. I see it a fair amount with the parties I attend. My Byron is a sub. You needn't worry about the ladies being out there with them. They know the cost of being anything less than perfect gentlemen. She showed Ben a feral grin. So you keep these young men as playthings? Ben asked frankly. Yes. My previous experience with men my own age hasn't proven to be satisfactory. I suppose I'm too controlling. I'm very dominant so I frighten most men away. These young men are easier to control and give me the satisfaction I need. But what about love? Ben asked, curious. Love? Can you seriously tell me these women love you when they know you aren't theirs exclusively? She scoffed. Ben felt a little uncomfortable with her attitude and worried that he might be stepping into dangerous waters. Still, he felt compelled to answer. Yes, I can. They don't need exclusivity. They not only say it but they've demonstrated this to me on multiple occasions. There's no jealousy, hurt feelings, or drama. We're all completely honest with each other. They have opened their hearts to me because they know I've opened mine to them and I would never hurt them. Margot sat back and stared at Ben. She was having trouble accepting his words. Megan returned to the table to set down her drink as she'd accidentally carried it out onto the floor. Margot leaned forward to speak with her and caught her eye. Does your mother love this man? She asked. Megan didn't even blink. Yes, deeply. How many others claim that? She pushed. Megan looked curiously at Ben seeing how agitated Margot had become. She looked back at the woman. 3. Gabriella, Tina, and Trish. She looked back at Ben with a wicked smile. Mom told us about the twins! As Ben groaned she giggled and slipped back onto the dance floor wiggling her hips. Margot looked at Ben in confusion. How did he get four women to love him? without a guarantee of exclusivity that was impossible. Ben's heart sank when he saw she was upset. Look, I'm sorry if I said something to upset you. I didn't mean to pry or judge you in any way. I was just curious. Everyone has the right to find happiness in their own way. If what you have works for you then that's wonderful. For me, I'm a mess. I can't do casual affairs. I get emotionally involved too easily and end up getting hurt or worse, hurting the women. With Catherine, Gabriella, Tina… And Trish I can open my heart to all of them without fear of hurting any of them. They know I love them. They aren't afraid I'll hurt them so they aren't jealous of the others. It was Gabriella who showed me how it could work. And it did and still does. Margot looked at Ben and wished he'd never come to her table. Her conviction that what she had was enough for her was shattered. She remembered what it felt like to be in love but for her. Love always carried an element of jealousy. These women had learned to love unconditionally and more they had someone safe to do that with. Someone that protected their love and loved them unconditionally back. That made her envious. Another negative emotion. Suddenly Lucy burst from the crowd and rushed to Ben who stood up to meet her. She stepped behind him putting Ben between her and the crowd. He spun to look at her and saw she was trembling with her left arm across her bosom clinging to her dress. What's wrong? What happened? Ben gasped but the young woman wouldn't look up at his face. Look at me! Ben said and she lifted her eyes to his. I'm sorry I ripped the dress you bought for me, she mumbled, her bottom lip trembling. He suddenly noticed it was split. How did this happen, Dash? The bitch is lying. Ben went still as he heard the growl behind him. He turned slowly and saw Anthony standing at the edge of the table looking belligerent. What did you do, Anthony? Margot asked with a cold voice. Ben glared at the man who just became more aggressive as his nerves reacted to Ben's silent intimidation. Nothing. We were dancing and the little tease was rubbing against me getting me all fired up. I know the rules Ms. de la cruz so I pushed her back. That's all, he explained. Ben turned back to Lucy and leaned down to whisper to her. Tell me what he did to you. Lucy looked up at him and saw his eyes were fixed on hers. The dance floor is crowded so we did bump against each other. Then he he grabbed my breast and he squeezed it so hard. It hurt so much and he wouldn't let go. I tried to get away and the dress tore. I called him an asshole, and he hit me. Tears were dripping down her face. He reached up and brushed them away with his thumb. Ben pulled a handkerchief from his pocket and handed it to Lucy. May I see the damage to the dress? He asked calmly. She gingerly pulled her hand back and the side seam under her right arm had been torn four inches down. Unfortunately, this eliminated the support she had for keeping her right breast in her dress. The fabric pulled away and Ben saw the lovely half-cup bra hidden under the dress. He also saw the bruises and scratches Anthony's fingernails had left on her breast. Ben put Lucy's hand back in place to hold the dress closed. She looked up and was startled to see his eyes had that strange distant look in them she'd seen in the customs area of the airport. He turned back to Anthony. I told you the bitch lies, the man yelled. The bruises and scratches don't lie though, do they? They say you're an abusive little cowardly shit who gets his fun hurting women. That's what you are, aren't you? A weak little coward. Ben's voice was cold and flat. Lucy hadn't heard him sound like that before. She recalled what he'd done to Cecil and began to get nervous. Sophia finally managed to get free from her dance partner who'd been trying to keep her from the table. Ben, he hurt Lucy, she blurted. Yes, I know, but thank you for confirming, Ben said and Sophia heard that oddness in his voice. His eyes seemed to be looking through Anthony. Fuck you. Anthony bellowed and threw a punch at Ben's face, only to find himself flying across the table where all the drink glasses were placed. He smashed through the glassware to fall between the couch and table on top of the shattered glass. Get your hands off me! Asswipe! Megan yelled as she reached the edge of the dance floor and jammed her elbow in a quick strike against the eye of Byron, who was trying to hold her back. He went down screaming and clutching his eye. The crowd parted and Rachel walked through, breathing hard but smiling as Carlos rolled on the floor behind her, holding his groin and crying. These bozos tried to keep us from coming back to the table after that asshole hurt Lucy. Rachel yelled angrily. The asshole in question lunged to his feet, staggered onto the table, and swung a broken glass at Ben. There was a deep thud as Ben's fist struck his solar plexus and Anthony was flung back to land on the couch where he lay trying to breathe. Lucy cried out when she saw the red on Ben's shirt sleeve. Anthony's wild swing had cut the back of Ben's left forearm. It wasn't deep but it was bleeding. Megan grabbed some napkins from the table and held them down on Ben's arm. At her touch, Ben's eyes started blinking and he looked down at the carnage. You okay, big man? Megan asked. Uh, sure. Are we done with dancing? Ben asked. He looked over to Margot's men standing at the edge of the crowd tending to their injuries. They looked back with fear in their eyes. Rachel pulled them out of the booth. Yeah, we'd better book before the cops arrive. Ben looked back at Margot. I'm sorry we broke your toys, but I think they were bad anyway. I know you can do much better. The girls encircled Ben and pushed him across the club and out the door before the bouncers arrived and just before a very agitated police detective made it to the scene. When they got there Margot was already gone and three young men were beating up a fourth for ruining everything. Ben reached into his pocket and pulled out a paperclip. He bent it into a new shape and gestured Lucy to come over. She stood next to him and gasped as his fingers slipped inside the top of her dress to press gently against the side of her breast. She looked up at his face then held still as he forced the paperclip through the fabric carefully. Then he pushed the other end through the fabric on the other side of the rip. When he was finished Lucy no longer had to hold the dress closed. He looked her in the eyes. We'll take this to the dress shop to get them to fix it. Not to worry. He leaned forward and kissed her forehead. She blinked in surprise and looked at Megan who gave her a smile but there was worry in her expression too. They grabbed a taxi at the taxi stand and rode back to the hotel in silence, each deep in thought. Sophia and Megan were thinking about speaking with their mother and Gabriella about Ben's little phase-out during the fight. They both independently sent texts. Rachel was reliving watching Ben put Anthony down with one punch, and that gave her tingles in happy places. Lucy was back on Ben's lap and chest and was just enjoying the feel of him. She had major tingles happening herself, and wanted desperately to touch herself. Or better, for Ben to touch her. Ben was trying to put together the events of the night but there were gaps and that was worrying. He paid and carried Lucy out again. She clung to his chest and pressed her face into his neck. He felt her body trembling so he carried her all the way to the elevators. He set her on her feet when they got in. Sophia moved to stand in front of Ben. Could I get a kiss goodnight here before we get to our floor? She asked. His eyebrows rose but he nodded. She leaned in and kissed him on the mouth. After the initial surprise he kissed her back. Her mouth was so soft and she smelled so good. She pulled back and Rachel stepped forward and planted her wonderful lips on his before he recuperated from Sophia's kiss. There was no tongue involved but it was a sweet kiss nonetheless. His head was spinning. Megan was wide-eyed looking at her sisters. Then she stepped forward and kissed his cheek which surprised her sisters. The boldest of them was afraid of a kiss? Ben moved awkwardly when they stepped from the elevator. Gabriella, Catherine, and Tina were all in the hallway waiting. They were wearing their dressing gowns and pulled the arrivals to Ben's room. Everyone took a seat and Tina took Lucy aside to speak with her briefly. First things first, Gabriella took Ben into his bathroom and they took off his shirt so she could wash and bandage the cut on his arm. She had him put on his dressing gown over his pants as his muscular chest was too much of a distraction. She led him back out to the living room and they took seats with everyone else. Ben, Sophia and Megan both noticed you phased out again tonight during the fight. Did you experience memory loss? Gabriella got straight to the point. Ben nodded. We are going to create a record of these lapses so you can play it back for your psychiatrists when you get home. You should describe in as much detail as you can the things you remember. Witnesses will give their statements too. Can we do this now while it's fresh in your mind? Okay, he replied. Tina put her phone down and started the audio recorder application. Gabriella gave the time and date and Ben described their evening. Then Sophia said her part, Megan, and finally Lucy. When they were done Tina saved the recording. Everyone took a deep breath Time for bed We have a busy day tomorrow Listen to Tina Gabriella said cryptically and smiled She gave Ben a soft kiss and left the room Catherine kissed Ben and looked on with surprise when Sophia leaned in and got another kiss from Ben She pulled her eldest along with her and began questioning her on their way out She looked back in time to see Rachel take a kiss from Ben The middle child scurried after her mother and pushed the shocked woman out of the room Tina stood before Ben I would stay with you tonight but I am not feeling too well. We don't want you to be alone so I have asked Lucy to stay with you. Did you know she is a submissive like me? She also has had many bad experiences. She feels safe with you. I have spoken with Gabriella and Catherine so they understand and they agree. You need someone with you and tonight it will be Lucy. Okay? She explained and looked at him for his agreement. He was wide-eyed but looked over at Lucy. Megan was standing next to her with a stunned expression on her face. Megan. Come here, Ben said and the young woman jumped. She moved to his side. He curled his finger and she leaned in. He turned her head and kissed her on the cheek. Good night, he said with a smile. She grinned. Tina kissed him sweetly and left with Megan. Then it was just Ben and Lucy. He took a deep breath. Once more he was about to step outside of his comfort zone. He'd learned how to deal with a sub with Tina but he knew everyone was different and he couldn't expect Lucy to respond in the same way as Tina did. He was starting from scratch again. Come here, Lucy, Ben said. Lucy moved to stand in front of him with her hands clenched in front of her. Her knuckles were white. What are you afraid of? He asked gently. I've had some bad boyfriends. They hurt me, she said trembling. You've spoken with Tina. She's told you I'm not like that, right? He asked. She nodded. She also told me how you initially pushed her away because you were worried about the age difference. Ben nodded. I haven't worked out how I'm going to make a life for myself. My inheritance is almost gone. I pissed that away and the time I should have been using to develop some skills to build a life on. I can't go home. There is no home to go back to. I have nothing and I have nothing to offer. I feel like a burden for you and your friends. You came here to vacation and got saddled with me, she said in a whisper, and tears started to fall down her cheeks. Ben pulled her down onto his lap. She was trembling hard by this point. In my entire life I've never felt as safe as I do when I'm in your arms, but I don't know how much time I'll have with you. Every time I've opened myself up to love I've been badly hurt because the moment they learn I'm a sub they become cruel. But I think I'm more terrified to open up to you because I know you're not like that but I have no place in your future. She began to cry. She leapt to her feet. I shouldn't do this to you. You don't deserve this. She rushed to the door but no matter how hard she pulled she couldn't get it to open. She looked up through tear-filled eyes and saw Ben had his hand on the door over her head. He suddenly scooped her up in his arms and carried her to his bedroom. He set her on her feet next to the bed and she tried to get away. He took her head between his big hands and made her look at him. Listen to me, he said sternly. I don't abandon friends because they are inconvenient. I knew what your situation was when we brought you into our little family. I don't know what the future holds for any of us. I tried to take it one day at a time but know this. I'm willing to ensure you have a future but you'll need to follow a plan I create for you as I did for Tina. You are young like she is. You both have all this time in front of you. I know how Tina feels about me. She knows how I feel about her. But she had to promise me to keep her heart open to the possibility of love from someone her age. She agreed. That was the only way I was willing to take her back. If we were to spend time together you would have to be willing to make the same promise. I want you to speak with Tina before you say anything to me on that. Now, will you promise not to try running away again? It would totally ruin everyone's vacation if we spent the entire time tearing Paris apart looking for you. He rumbled. She trembled in his hands and he pulled her into a tight hug. She whimpered as she cuddled in. I would like to go to sleep now and I would love it if you would share my bed. Will you do this? He asked. She nodded. Ben unzipped her dress and held it as it slipped off her body. He let her step out of it then he folded it over the back of a chair. He removed the paperclip. He turned back to her and took in her sexy lingerie. He unpinned her hair and allowed it to pour down over her shoulders and back. You look absolutely lovely, he said with a smoldering smile. She blushed and squirmed under his gaze. Ben undid his robe, pulled it off, and draped it over the same chair. Lucy gasped when she saw his scars. Oh my god! What happened? Lucy reached out to touch them. Ben looked down and saw her hands hover over the scars of the stabbed wounds like she was afraid to touch them like they might open if she did. They're from a bad man with a big knife and a lot of rage. I stopped him from killing his wife in front of his kids. I think Trish may have killed him or at least helped. To protect Tina and his wife and kids. Lucy seemed to be counting them. Then she saw the three bullet scars. What What are these? She whispered. Bullet hole scars. Ben said quietly. She looked up with shock in her eyes. They're from a bad man with a gun and a lot of fear. I stopped him from abducting Miriam when she was very young. Then I killed him. To protect Gabriella and Miriam. Lucy looked at the bandage on his arm. This scar is from protecting me. Badges of honor. Everyone. Ben said firmly. She was biting her lip like she was going to cry again. He reached out and touched her lower lip and gently pulled it from her teeth. She supped in her breath at the intimacy of his touch. He smiled and touched the small ring piercing her lower lip. She looked at him nervously. Fearing his rejection, I've never kissed someone with a lip ring. He said with a smile, or a tongue piercing, or an eyebrow ring for that matter. Would would you like to? She asked in a voice that was barely a whisper. She was feeling faint as her heart pounded in her chest. Very much, he said as he dipped his face down to hers. His first kiss was light, a test to see how their mouths fit together. The cool metal in her lip was a new sensation for Ben, but he didn't think it was particularly bad, just different. He loved the way Lucy caught her breath in a sudden gasp. Before she could recover he kissed her a little harder and sucked her lip between his. He ran his tongue over her plump lower lip and caressed her ring. Lucy moaned and whimpered as he gently tugged at the ring with his teeth. He released the ring then slid his tongue into her mouth and slipped it over hers. When he encountered her little barbell piercing he played the tip of his tongue over it. He felt her hands land gently on his chest and pull back. He took her hands in his and held them firmly against his chest so she could feel they were healed and it wouldn't hurt him. She moaned again as he sucked her tongue while she ran her fingers over the muscles of his chest and his scars. He pulled back from her lips and her hands went to his belt. She undid it and the button and zipper on his pants. She looked up at him for permission to push his pants down and he nodded. She slid her hands down over his hips and the pants dropped. His boxers went with them and Lucy gasped again Oh God! You're big she said. He gave her a questioning look. Is that bad? She appeared to be about to hyperventilate so he hugged her to his chest and made shushing sounds. Lucy, I want you to know that I won't do anything you are uncomfortable with. If there is something you don't like to do we won't do it. My pleasure depends on my knowing you are happy. If you don't like something please tell me. After a moment she mumbled something against his chest but it was too quiet and muffled to hear. He pulled back a little to hear her better. What was that? She pressed her face harder against his chest and trembled. Lucy, please. You don't have to be scared to speak your mind. Please tell me. It took a little more time before she finally peered up at him from his chest. My ass, she whispered. Your ass? Oh, you don't like anal? She shuddered and clung to him tighter expecting him to reject her. That's okay, Lucy. We won't do that. I won't touch you there. Can I squeeze your butt? It's a really pretty butt and I think it needs caresses and squeezes. He said with a smile and she giggled against his chest. He could tell her giggles were just her tension releasing. So that's a yes to bum cheek squeezing? More giggles and a definite nod. Good. How about tonight we just sleep and we leave the rest for later? There's no need to rush. Like I said, we have time. He walked into the bathroom and went to brush his teeth. Lucy realized she'd left her toiletries in her backpack. Ben noticed and opened a drawer. He pulled out a new toothbrush the hotel supplied and handed it to Lucy. They brushed their teeth together then they climbed into the large bed and shut off the lights. Lucy took off her bra and cuddled up against Ben. She felt his body relax. She felt good that she could do that for him. Tina had let her know that he needed this now. She felt his lips on her forehead and she sighed contentedly, her own body fully relaxing for the first time in years. Detective Babineau saw the last light on the top floor of the building across the street go out and cursed under her breath again. First she'd been careless, and was almost spotted at the club. Then the fight had broken out, and she might have been able to arrest Kiryan for causing it but she hadn't been able to get through the crowd fast enough, and he got away. The man he'd beaten was so badly bruised from his other assailants there was no point in using him as evidence of Kiryan's violence. She wanted to stay as he might sneak out but she was too exhausted to keep the surveillance going all night. She'd make a mistake that might prove fatal. She'd return early to watch him in the morning. First things first though. She turned on her phone to see if the chief inspector had left her a message asking for her badge or to come in. She was surprised to see no voice mails. She checked her email and spotted a message stating there was evidence on the customs video of a man roughly matching the description of Kiryan Rapava. She shook her head and shut her email down. Of course there was. She was standing across the street from his hotel. The fact that Kirian hadn't contacted her boss proved once more than it was him. Of course his threat to contact the chief inspector was empty. He avoided the police at all costs. Couldn't have the authorities looking too closely at him. Chanel ached for sleep. With a final glance up at the top floor she headed for her apartment. Ben woke up feeling refreshed and looked down at the woman drooling on his chest. He grinned. Lucy looked as relaxed as he'd ever seen her. Ben glanced at the clock and saw they needed to start their day as the others would soon come calling. He nuzzled Lucy's forehead. Leading little kisses across her face and he felt her slowly surfacing Lucy pulled her face back from Ben's chest and felt the drool sticking to her Her eyes flew open and she jerked back looking down at the mess she'd made Her eyes shot up to Ben in worry but saw he was grinning at her I'm going to make you wear a drool bib when you sleep with me He teased and her face flushed red with embarrassment I'm so sorry She began to babble I'm teasing You're not the first to christen my chest with saliva He grinned we need to get cleaned up as we'll likely have guessed soon. Her eyes shot to the living room then she pushed back the sheets and sat up. She stretched her arms above her head and yawned. Ben was getting his first clear look at her tits and he was definitely impressed. They were larger than he expected for a girl with such a slim build. Small pink nipples with little gold rings were centered on full orbs of soft flesh. She wasn't quite as large as Gabriella, but she had a smaller frame so they just looked larger. She saw Ben's admiring look and her face went red again. You have beautiful breasts, Ben said warmly. Thank you, she whispered. I'm going to have a shower. He caught himself before he asked her if she'd like to join him as he remembered she was a sub. It was time to start acting as her dom. You will join me. I'll wash you and you'll wash me. He saw he'd gotten it right when her nipples began to stiffen and a small smile showed at the corners of her lips. She dipped her eyes demurely and nodded. He got out of bed and pulled her to her feet. He kissed her. Quickly and she gasped as his naked body pressed against her. He looked down. Remove those. He said pointing to her pink lace panties. She blushed again and pushed her panties down. They dropped to her feet and she stepped out of them. Lucy kept her hands in front of her untrimmed pubic hair. This was something that she'd let slide during her time with the bad boy friends. She was embarrassed by the wild growth considering Ben was well groomed in comparison. We'll spend a little time on that this morning as the plan is to go shopping today. Go use the toilet and let me know when you are done. Ben said in a commanding tone and Lucy spun in place and rushed into the washroom. Ben waited and soon there was the sound of a flush. I'm done. Ben walked in and stepped into the shower. He held out his hand and she joined him in the large stall. He started the water and got it nice and hot but not scalding. Once the jets started he stepped in and wet his body and hair. He pulled Lucy against him and he ran his hands through her long hair. Her tits felt great squeezed against his chest. He began to respond and Lucy gasped as it began to press up against her. Ben grabbed the soap and washed Lucy's body with a firm but gentle touch. He watched her expression change from timid to completely relaxed. He washed down her body until he needed to kneel to move down her legs. He washed her pubic area but made sure he didn't get any soap in her. On her, yes, and she was squirming with the tingles he was sending through her body. He got back to his feet and poured shampoo in his hands and ran it through her hair. He massaged her scalp as he rubbed the shampoo through every strand of her luxurious locks. He also shampooed her pubic hair, though that was more just an excuse to drag his fingers through the patch of dark hair between her legs. He repeated the process with the conditioner. He didn't really touch her in a sexual way, but his handling of her body had her completely charged up and dripping wet. Lucy was panting with need. Please! I need you inside me! Please! She whimpered. I'm not sure if you're ready for me, he said. She looked him in the eye and begged. He leaned down and kissed her hard. His tongue slid into her mouth to tangle with hers. He cupped her heavy breasts and gently tugged on the nipple rings until she was moaning constantly. He shut the shower's side jets off as he needed the lubricant he was adding to his cock to remain in place. He peeled open a packet of lube and rubbed it all over his stiff cock. He gasped when her small hand took a grip on him and stroked him a few times, smearing the lube over its head. Ben lifted her in his arms and positioned himself against her dripping pussy. We're going to take this slow, he said firmly as he lowered her onto his cock. He was surprised how easily he was slipping into her depths. She was really wet and not as tight as Tina. When he was halfway in the tightness suddenly began. Oh, oh, oh my god! So big! Lucy groaned as Ben slowed her descent. He lifted her back up and she kissed him feverishly. He reversed direction again and went just a little deeper. Phew, what... Lucy pulled back from Ben's mouth to groan as the thick head of his cock spread her walls open as it forced its way deeper into her body. Ben lifted her again, then sunk more of his cock into her tight channel. She was shaking from the intensity of it and hooked her heels behind his ass to pull him deeper. Oh, Ben, 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 she chanted as he filled her completely once he reached bottom. He moved one hand up to the hair on the back of her head, and he took a firm grip. Her eyes flew open, and she looked into his. She was looking for cruelty or sadistic intent. All she found was his hunger for her, and she trembled with desire. He dipped his head and caressed her mouth with his. She tried to press her lips harder against his mouth, but his grip let him set the pace. She whimpered with need. He sucked her lower lip between his lips and stroked it with his tongue. He moved to her upper lip and nibbled his way from one side to the other. She was almost squealing with desperation for him to kiss her deeper. He was waiting for her to relax her muscles around his cock. A signal that she'd accepted his girth, he captured her tongue and got a grip on the stud. He sucked on her tongue and felt himself slip just a little deeper. She was ready. He released her tongue, then lifted her almost all the way off his cock. He slid himself all the way to the bottom in one stroke. Her clit slapped against his pelvis. F f u u u dash. She gasped. He did it again, and again, getting faster each time. He was lifting and dropping her; their bodies slapping together. Each time her clit hit Ben she squeaked and her pleasure built. It was already making her head swim. She felt completely under his control and he was making her feel so damn good. Ben changed the stroke to a short, deep but rapid pounding and Lucy's eyes rolled back as her jaw dropped in a silent scream as this brought her to her peak. She shook through her release. He slammed it deep once more and pinned Lucy against the wall as he fired his come up into her body in jet after jet. Oh Ben! I can feel that! So deep! She mumbled as her head rested forward against his chest. She squeezed him once more with her heels on his ass, but he was as deep as he was going to get. I'm not on the pill, but it isn't my time, so we're safe. She huffed once. Bad time to say that, I suppose? Ben slowly pulled his shrinking cock from the young woman. He tried to let her innocent words roll off, but he must have tensed up as she noticed. What's wrong? She asked, looking at his face in worry. Nothing. It's nothing. He set her gently on her feet and held her steady until her shaky legs could hold her up on their own. You don't have to worry about me getting you pregnant. He pointed to the lowest bullet scar. I had a rather unconventional vasectomy. He gave her a grin but it failed to convince. He turned away before he could see the pity in her eyes so he missed the compassion. Ben washed his hair and Lucy washed his body with the soap as he'd said she would. She helped him rinse off then they got out to dry off. I said we'd take care of your grooming and now we will. Do you have any preference as to how much hair we leave? Ben asked. Lucy looked up at him and shook her head in a small gesture. He smiled. She was leaving it up to him. She gave him a small smile back. Ben asked Lucy to sit on the toilet with her legs as wide as she could comfortably keep them. He brought out his hair shears from his kit. He carefully trimmed off the excess pubic hair. He brought out his shaving cream and a fresh razor. Do you trust me? He asked. She looked into his eyes and nodded with a smile. He lathered her up and gently, and carefully shaved her clean. She was biting her lip and trembling when he finished. Her labia were swollen with lust from his touches and he was hard as iron, and she had a clear view of it. He cleaned her off and rubbed some bag bomb over her skin to ensure it didn't become irritated. Oh God! Your hands on my skin feel so good! He lifted her up onto the counter with her pussy right at the edge. He pushed her legs open and took a close look to ensure he'd done a good job of shaving her. Then he looked her in the eye and ran his tongue across her pussy lips. She cried out with bliss and grabbed his head, keeping it over her pussy. He lapped at her a few more times and dipped his tongue inside her deeply a few times for good measure. Lucy was tossing her head back and forth crying out his name so he sucked her clit between his lips and ran his tongue over it roughly making her jolt with sensation. He stood up and lifted her in his arms. He carried her to the bed and laid her on it. He grabbed a lube packet and spread it on his hot skin then climbed onto the bed. He lifted her legs towards her chest and ran the length of his cock across her puffy lips spreading the lube across her opening. Then he pulled back and pushed the fat head inside. The weigh-in was not as tight as the previous time and Ben soon found his cock bottoming out. Lucy's freshly shaved skin felt amazing against his and she was way more sensitive to his deep thrusts now. Oh God! Faster! Harder! Oh please! She moaned. Ben gave in to her demands and began to drive his cock into her at a brutal pace. He kept this up until he felt Lucy's body tense up. She threw her head back against the pillows and began to make unintelligible sounds as she crested again and again. Ben's orgasm struck fast, and he exploded into her once more. He closed his eyes and wrote out his pleasure, as he felt Lucy rocking through her own. When they both came down from their peaks Ben pulled himself out, and they made their way back to the washroom to clean up. He suggested she use more bag bomb to treat the shaved area again. We should get dressed and meet the others for breakfast he said. Lucy bit her lip and looked at him. My clothes are in Megan's room. He leaned down and kissed her lips tenderly and felt her melt against him. When he pulled back he handed her his bathrobe. Bring it back when you are done. She smiled at him and put the oversized gown on and cinched the belt tight. She picked up her underwear and dress and put her shoes on. She looked back at him and he smiled at her. She wore a special smile of her own as she slipped from his room.